The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand.
Welcome to Fisher Fiam. Happy New Year, everybody. We're broadcasting from the Golden Bay Studio. This is Friday Focus, and we're kindly sponsored by Solly's Golden Bay Dolomite. If you don't know what Dolomite is, it's a great soil conditioning fertilizer. It comes from Mount Burnett. It's a fully organic, it's just crushed up rock, and it's got great uh, levels of magnesium and calcium. It's good for your soil. So if you'd like some of that, give Solly's a ring, 525-8611, and ask to talk to Ross. He'll see you right for some Dolomite. All right, okay. In the studio today, finally I've got a guest again. <laughs> finally, <laughs> Mr. Michael Mayle. Is that pronounced correct? That is correct. Awesome. And uh, Michael, you're uh, famous up to now as the inventor of cookie time. Yes, which 40 years ago, 40 the age years. of 21. Not quite 40 years ago, it'll be 40 years on the 7th of February next year. Wow, that's amazing. I know, yeah. it seems like yesterday. It does seem like yesterday to me too, actually. It's like <laughs> if I think back, when did I first see them in the dairy, it, it, I wouldn't have thought more than 20 years, actually. It, yeah. But wow, 40 years. Yeah, awesome. And and that was the making of you, I guess. As a yeah, well, Cookie Time, which I started when I was 21 years old, was actually my fourth business. I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was 18 and um, didn't have the confidence to, to do it at the age of 18, but found myself at the age of 21 with money in the bank and, um, and, an, and, and a couple of ideas. And so... Um, I did a couple of businesses that didn't work, and then I, then I um, started Cookie Time, which just was an overnight success. Yeah. Basically, it started with 71 dairies in Christchurch. Sorry, 70 dairies in Christchurch. I approached 71 dairies. One of them said no. The rest of them yeah. said yes. I put a glass cookie jar on their counter with a great big um, four and a half inch, ten centimetre. Um, unwrapped chocolate chip cookie with huge chunks of chocolate the size of your thumb yeah. that were hand scooped using ice cream scoops in a bakery that I rented at night. So I rented the bakery from 6 o'clock at night until wow. 4 o'clock in the morning and when, you worked when he all wasn't night. using it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and the first batch of cookies was actually made with my, my mother, myself, and, um, and a baker that was lent to me by the owner of the baker, bakery. Yeah, yeah. That he had, that he had. Um, well, I guess he didn't he want you to blow it up at the night time. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, he threw the threw me the keys to the oven, the mixer, the bakery. I'm a 21 year old. I, you know, yeah. I was, oh, awesome. That's so. that's really exciting, isn't it? And and like you say, it turned into a big success. Um, it did. We sold five um, five thousand cookies the first week. Wow. Yeah. At fifty cents each. What did you expect to sell? I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, it was like. Basically, I, I spent two weeks knocking on the door of dairies with a glass cookie jar under one arm and a tin of cookies under the other that I'd yep. baked in, a, in, in my mum's kitchen. And I sold them all on the idea of paying me a $30 deposit for the jar. Then the cookies cost them 40 cents each and they sold them for 50, 50 cents. cents. So they make 10 cents a cookie. And yep. so I had 70 dairies say yes on the 7th of February Monday, Monday the 7th of February, we're expecting a glass cookie jar and 45 cookies, yep. um, and that's what happened. We dropped them off, and then I went home having no idea what was going to happen, um, and at th- 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the phone started ringing. Yep. We've completely sold, sold out. We need more. Wow. So it was 5,000 cookies the first week and $240,000 the first year. 
and that was when cookies were 50 cents each, and yep. cookies are now $3 each, so that's six times yep. 250. So it would be the equivalent of starting a business today and it turning over $1.2 million the yeah. first year. Wow, yeah, it's amazing. And it was started it? on the real smell of an oily rag because I didn't have much money. I was down to $5,000. Certainly filled a niche, though. Obviously, it's, people were asking for it. Did you, yeah. did, was it an idea that you had that you actually wanted to eat a biscuit and no. not some chewing gum or something? <laughs> no, dairies? What? quite different actually. It was basically what happened was I was in America, I had this amazing job promoting skiing in New Zealand and the person that I was living with was a, um, owned her own business and um, she knew that I was interested in starting my own business and she took me down in San Francisco and stood me in front of a shop called Mrs Fields Hot Cookies and in 1982, Mrs. Fields Hot Cookies was a huge success. It was like Starbucks. It was yeah, on every okay, corner. Yeah. And so she suggested that I do that as a business idea. Yeah, yeah. But like I, when as I a got franchise back to, sort of thing. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And when I got back, I, I, I worked out very quickly that I didn't have enough money to yeah. start a shop and copy her. New Zealand way. also doesn't really have the population to do that. Exactly. Yeah. So there were multiple reasons. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up. You're Morph, the I'm morphing idea, the idea yeah. from shops selling cookies by the pound um, to cookie jars selling cookies for 50 cents each. Yeah, yeah. You know, and made handmade 50 cents each, the one price concept. Yep. But the real reason why it was successful, I think there were six reasons. One of the reasons was at the time in 1982, um, in, the, in, the, in the dairies and the service stations, you couldn't buy any cookies, muffins, cakes, or slices, yep. mm-hmm. right? They only had chocolate. Crunchy bars. Chocolate, yeah, yeah. confectionery bars, yeah. lollies. Yep. So this was the first sort of baked snack. It's mm-hmm. not as good for you as a chocolate bar. Oh, sorry, it's not as good for you as a filled roll, yep. but it's way better than a Moro bar. Yeah, yeah. You can have two cookies and kind of call it lunch. You can't have two Moro bars and that, call it that's lunch. That's right, and... I think once, I mean, when I had my first one, it was like, it was so substantial. Exactly. It was like, wow, these are really good value for money. If, That's if it. They were peckish. great value for money because they were 50 cents. Moro bars were yeah. 40 cents at the time. So they were only 10 cents more than a Moro bar. But yeah. They looked like they were twice as big. Yeah, yeah. And they were 50% bigger. Yeah, yeah. Definitely had a bit of yeah, bulk. and they oh, had yeah. eggs and flour, not just sugar and fat. So yeah. they were healthier than a yeah. chocolate bar. Had a bit of protein in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. So so um, the business is still yours? Yeah, it's basically. The business is um, 50%. So what happened was I started the business and then my brother joined me nine months later and it was a real match made in heaven. I was yeah. the um, head in the clouds, foot on the accelerator, and he was the feet on the ground, um, you know, foot on the brake. Yeah, so yeah. it was a perfect combination. And so he joined me um, and then... We've owned it together ever oh, yeah, since. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, we, 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 we worked the business very um, complimentary until about seven years ago, as in what I meant by that was, you know, I'd be in there for a while and really focused, and then he'd be in there for a while and really focused. And, you know, we, yeah. we, we, we came and went a little bit as we had children or had other things that needed took our attention. Yep. And then about seven or eight years ago, um, I started becoming aware of the state of the rivers in New Zealand and started um, thinking about, you know, maybe I could start helping out 
with some of the, the, the environmental challenges. Yeah. And so I pretty much have spent the last seven years totally focused on social enterprises and um, for for good businesses. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and, and so I started a movement called Drinkable Rivers by putting five billboards up around New Zealand with drinkablerivers.nz and that began a conversation about the state of our rivers and I discovered that 62% of New Zealand rivers are currently unswimmable, so only a third are swimmable by by sort of standards. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it's getting worse faster. So there's a real need to to to, to make some changes um, around the around that. And so I so I so firstly, I started this movement called Drinkable Rivers, because I've got this idea that we need to have conversations that matter. And this is a conversation that matters. Yeah. We need to have conversations that matter because conversations become matter. What we speak about, we bring about. Yeah, yeah. That, right? That, yeah, yeah. That's the old, uh, there's a cliche about you start thinking it and then you start saying it and then you start doing it. Which, you know, exactly. If we're not good talk- and evil, though. If uh, we're not talking yeah. about drinkable rivers, we're not going to bring about drinkable rivers. Yeah. So let's all start using that word, those yeah. words, mm-hmm. and use that rather than the rivers are, all the rivers are bad, the rivers are poison yeah yeah because negativity the, doesn't this help is the problem you know you just you're just like adding fuel to the fire yeah let's talk about the solutions yeah yeah because we all want hands up who doesn't want drinkable rivers everyone wants yeah, drinkable yeah. rivers. I, I saw a cartoon about something similar like this uh, a while ago and this guy standing up and just goes so we cleaned up the rivers and the ocean and the air and saved the world and it's really all been for nothing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so basically that's been my focus. Uh, number one, it, it was Drinkable Rivers, a movement, um, and I had a lot of early support from, from a good friend of mine, which was really helpful. Arnicky Goodall helped out a lot, and um, that, that, that movement is still going, yeah. and we're focused on the Avon River in Christchurch. because yeah, yeah. it's you know, long the, been a, a well-polluted river. It's one it? of the, it's, yeah. it's the most polluted urban yeah. river in the Well, in the since country. the earthquakes as well, it, there's such a can of worms with the broken sewage pipes and yada, That's a huge thing to actually do anything about it. It's very yeah. complex. So when you say that you're, you're into now supporting do-good Businesses or enterprises, businesses that are a force for good. As a businesses force that have, for good. yeah, not yep. not just focused on how do we make money. Yep. You know, yep. we so need to make money, but we're going to put our main reason. Okay, well, yeah, yes. So so great. So one of the businesses that I started um, about six years ago was is called Nutrient Rescue, and there was a website you can go there right now. We've got five thousand customers, and nutrientrescue.nz is a social enterprise, and what it, what that means is that it was started with a purpose. Um, it has to make money, but it was started yeah. with a purpose to to um, make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah. And and, and the way the way we do that is we're, we're in the business of helping New Zealanders dial up fruit and vegetables. Oh, yeah. So our products are freeze dried vegetable powder called Red Shots, yeah. which is eighty percent black currants and twenty percent boysenberries. And these are freeze dried, which means you just remove the water, so yep, it's the yep. whole black mm-hmm. currant without yep, yep. the water. And so Nutrient Rescue has got two products, three products, red shots, green shots, and double shots. And one uh, tablespoon of double shots 
is five servings of vegetables and fruit. Wow. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, sorry, four servings of vegetables and fruit, which, and we need five a day as the minimum. Yep. So this is high-quality vegetables and fruit. And the best way to think about it is the only thing better than black currants, organic black currants picked straight off the bush, is freeze-dried black currants. Yeah. And you can okay. only eat, and you can only eat um, the, the fresh ones for three weeks of the year. Yep. You know, yeah, so, yeah. so if you think about mangoes, we shouldn't be eating mangoes from South America. Mm-hmm. They should I freeze know. dry yep. them, take the wool, pick them yeah, when yeah. they're at their peak of perfection. The transportation of water around the world is actually a massive thing that no one talks about. Well, that huge d- amounts of water get transported within goods it. and things. And it, shipping water over water. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yep. Why are we shipping water over water, you know? And when I started sort of realising this sort of thing, Mark, you know, I started buying only New Zealand water at a yep. restaurant. And it was amazing how many restaurants in those early days, this is 10, 5, 10, 10 years ago, yep. only had, didn't even have New Zealand yeah, sparkling water. They had Pellegrino or, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, something from overseas to make it a bit more, guy gets to make some more money. So that's the ultimate, isn't it? It's shipping water yeah, from yeah, the other side of the world to New Zealand, for yeah. God's sake, while we, ship it, while we ship water to China. Yeah, yeah. Come on, it's ludicrous. Beer is another one that where a lot of water gets shipped around the world. It's um, Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge thing. So, so just getting back to Nutrient Rescue, the idea yeah. is that if we can create global markets for plant powders instead of milk powders, global markets for plant powders, then we've got an option for farmers um, to grow more of these sort of products. Um, But yeah, so that's the the, the idea. The idea is that we're in the business of helping people dial up their health and giving farmers options. Um, But we have to be super successful. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Well, right. We have to, to create to global viable. markets. Yeah. But the good thing is that what we're shipping, there's no water and there's no air. When you freeze dry black currants, um, you're taking all of the yeah. air and they all the water. They last a long time too, don't they? Like that. They last. Well, as long as the packaging years. lasts. They probably. last a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably as, as long as you want. Like things found in the pyramids, you know, have yeah. lasted for a long, long time because yeah. they're just dried out, totally That's desiccated, right. aren't they? Yeah. Um, is what happens to the water? Is there it that just, you extract out of stuff? Can you use that for anything? Is that a no? It uh, just comes out in the process, yeah, um, into the air basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, freeze drying yeah. fruit and vegetables like cryogenic freezing of human sperm or so, you yeah. know, of, of product things that you want to keep alive. It's it's it removes all the water, but it leaves the taste and the nutrition. Yeah. Um, better than anything else. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, yeah. So that so Nutrient Rescue is 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 has been a very successful um, company. It's just beginning to break even now after six years, which is about yeah. right. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, That's why a lot of businesses it, it does take five years of head down, bum up before well, anything starts to really. Exactly, turn over, and eighty percent of businesses don't make it to five years. Yeah. So the fact that Nutri Rescue's made it to five years and is now breaking even is a very good sign. Yeah. Because it's all about the culture. It's got to it's got to tick a lot of boxes: the product, the culture, the price. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Starting a small business is actually, a, it's a really hard thing to do. And and yeah. people that do it, you know, they put so much effort and work into it. It's yeah. amazing. Like the whole country, there's so many small businesses around and it, it really is a difficult thing to achieve. But um, You are yeah, absolutely can, can, right. And, um, you know, being an entrepreneur, starting a small business is the most stressful job you can do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. An entrepreneurial startup 
is right up there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, you're juggling a lot of balls that you are changing are all the time. Putting your money where your mouth is and as you're, well. And you've got risk and you've yep. got, yeah, you can't get sick. You're, you're running to keep you're running to keep up. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's certainly not everybody's cup of tea. I know. Um, and particularly I remember at the start of uh, the COVID thing, like the restaurant just opened in town yeah. that week. It's like, oh, my poor people it's like it it all just fell apart straight away but they, they've survived and, and keep going and that's another thing too it's like businesses you just keep going if you keep going yeah suddenly you're there and, and, and you're actually viable but it, yeah you only fail if you don't get up yeah yeah <laughs> you just gotta keep getting just up gotta keep getting up this guy she just actually it wasn't a guy it was in a book about this guy that runs ultra marathons like five marathons back to back oh, in the yeah. desert you know, and stink in hot weather. Is someone chasing him? No. no. <laughs> he said they, they said, how do you do it? He said, well, he said, I just keep running and I put one foot in front of the other until I fall over. Yeah. And then I get up. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if I can put my, if I can take another step, yeah. I take it. Wow. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, you, you, and, and he probably just doesn't fall over for a very long, long time. time. But basically, yeah, yeah. Like, can I take another step? Yes, yes, we'll take it. Yeah. That's it. Once I fall over... Then I'll, then I'll re- deal with revisit that my strategy. Yeah, you've got yeah. second winds, right? Second wind and third wind. The body holds back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. They, people have amazing resilience, actually, don't they? They do. The, humans, yeah. the human condition. Um, I uh, hear that you're very into hemp these days. Would you... Yeah. What, what have you got going on with hemp? Is, is well, it okay. So food? That, is it, is it yeah. for, for health? Is it for fitness? Is it for clothing? <sighs> Yes, well, it's, a, it's for all of the above, and um, I, there's a couple of ways I'd like to talk about hemp. Um, the first thing is that I've, I've got another uh, food business starting next year called Help, and Help is a combination of hemp and kelp. Oh, yeah. So H-E for hemp and L-P for kelp, and yep. there's a website up now, helpnz.com, and Help is a regenerative superfood. Superfood, we all know the definition of that, a food that has extra... Yep. power yep. for healing um, and regenerative means you know everyone that made it was paid a living wage um, you know the packaging was compostable and well thought out yeah yeah um, we grew the, the soil got better it's obviously organic you know very no residues yep, spray yep. free but also the soil the key thing with regenerative is the soil improved yeah as a result of us growing this product. Yeah, well. So help is a regenerative superfood. It's a combination of hemp and kelp. Yeah. And, we're, and we're, we're launching this company called Regenerative Superfoods with this first product. And, um, and why it's so good is because the, it's, it's basically being sold as like a seasoning, like pepper and salt. Okay, yeah. And help. Yep. And you just tip a little bit on your plate, on your, on your food. Yeah. And it's crushed hemp seeds and and I and kelp wild, hand foraged, kelp from Akaroa Harbour, and hemp growing halfway between Ashburton and the coast. Okay. Yeah. Um, in Canterbury, and so the product is a rege- is regenerating. We're measuring the soil on the farm that's growing it yep. before and after, so to, to to establish that our soil is getting better as a result of this. Yeah. Um, and also just wanting to know. What is the effect of hemp on the on the on the soil? Because hemp is considered the world's number one phytoremediation plant. Yeah, I've heard that. It's great for taking toxins out of the soil exactly. and things like that. Takes toxins um, up. So, is it hemp seed that's 
You're mixing with with cool. yeah. yeah yeah. So you know, like a rolled oat. Yep. Okay, so it's a rolled seed. Okay. So the the seed is not viable. Yep. And the seed is um and it's not whole. Yeah. It's not you know, but and, and then it's yeah. So that's the so product. you've dehusked it. No, the husk, no. The, all of it's, it's still there. It's the whole grain. Yeah, Just yeah. crushed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're getting that. So so if so here's this is what I want to say about the hemp seed. The hemp seed um, from the hemp plant. Um, obviously, hemp has no THC, the, the psychoactive compound of, of marijuana slash and medicinal cannabis. Um, so, um, yeah, they're quite different, aren't they? It, it amazes me still that, yeah. that politicians and even the police sort of extrapolate the two being they the s- same thing. They're, they're totally not the same thing. They're totally and, not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's just political game playing. It is, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's big business sort of pressure as well. I don't exactly. Know. There's all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah Sorry so, to interrupt. So, um, so basically, with this product, it's it's a, a, a two or five gram serving. We haven't actually landed the exact serving size yet. That's our last job to yeah. do. So, because um, we can make the serving size bigger or smaller, because the serving size is going whether it's two grams or five grams. Yeah. is going to be your iodine. What's the ratio? About eighty. Them? About eighty-five. 15, about 85% hemp, 15% kelp, and the 15% kelp gives you your iodine. 91% of New Zealanders are deficient in iodine, and I don't know, you know, so that's one of the benefits is the iodine, and that's particularly important as the EMF radiation increases from all of the cell phones and the Mm -hmm. automatic door openers and everyone's walking around with Bluetooth Emanating yeah, yeah. from their phone. No, we, right? we've got no idea what we're walking through. It, we're walking it, through a soup of, a soup of, of ele- electrical magnet, soup, electromagnetic radiation, and we need to support our body yeah. and its ability to 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 deal with those yeah, yeah. additional. Yeah, interesting stresses. if you could see it. If there's some sort of you know filter you could put on your camera that can exactly, yeah, and take you can you can certainly get a you can get an EMF reader that gives yeah. you shows you you know red, orange, green, and gives you numbers on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so where was I going with that? So hemp. Yeah, so this is a, a this is a product that's being launched next year. Now the interesting thing about hemp is you can't advertise hemp on Facebook. If you are a hemp company, yeah, as as help will be, um, Facebook basically bans any advertising Based of on, hemp on, of hemp. If basically but on what um, grounds? Just, what is the, it? The grounds are we've, we we're not we're not allowing you to advertise hemp. Is there's it no, because it's no still grounds. an illegal? It's because thing in their mind they've still connected it. The, yeah. I don't know. The, I'd love to ask they Facebook that question. I don't or, know. Or, I, I don't believe so, but I don't know about the states. I yeah. only know about New Zealand. Because in, in the states, where we're not sure. only is marijuana illegal. Yeah. Um, medicinal cannabis yeah. is legal too. Medicinal cannabis is legal. It's that, really that illegal. Those states they'd be allowed to advertise, but I don't know. Actually they would know have what, to be allowed. What their advertising rules are for yeah. that sort it's, of it's, stuff. It's, anyway. it's actually a Facebook rule. It's, oh, not yeah. a, it's not the New Zealand government telling yeah, Facebook yeah. to do it. It's yep. a Facebook thing, and it makes it very difficult for hemp startups because they can't use the word hemp, and they can't. Well, they can't. Yeah, exactly. Is there another word for it? Yeah. <laughs> cannabis minus. Yeah, cannabis minus. Right. Yeah, yeah, cannabis yeah. minus. I think it should be called cannabis minus and cannabis. Yeah, yeah. Right, and cannabis minus is just hemp. It's just hemp. It's yeah. The only difference is we took. There's no CBD in that. Other than that, yeah. they're the same plant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, no THC. No though. THC. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that's that's the first thing that I'd like to talk, like to share on here uh, on on the hemp story is that I, is that I have got a my first product coming out next year um, with hemp in it. So yep. that's going to be quite exciting. 
but there's all sorts of potential for hemp um, and I can talk for hours on it because I've been down the hemp rabbit hole yeah. about seven years ago I came across hemp and um, have you been to the states to see any of the operations over there yes yeah not 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 the hemp operations yeah. I've been to see some of the you know the can the, the, the medicinal yeah, cannabis the, yeah dispensaries and things mm -hmm. um so no is the answer that i've been to the last four hemp harvests here in new zealand oh yeah and i've had a lot of conversations and the other ones in down in canterbury yes yep. i've also been to one in wanganui too yeah. so, so how big are those operations how much hemp are they everyone growing? every one of them is small yeah 10 to 20 hectares hectares yep. yeah. yeah yeah they're all small yeah and um, they're growing mostly for seed or fiber or both all, all yeah seed or both yeah. yeah 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 i mean basically the fiber the fiber they can only get money for the fiber now because there is a decorticator in canterbury um so that's just new that they can yeah. get money for the fiber um but yeah they're, they're all just growing for the seed well the, the, this yeah. is the crazy thing right so if you're a farmer and you grow this amazing six foot tall plant called hemp and it's got all these seeds yeah right you're allowed to sell the seeds but not hot you're only allowed to sell you know no one's allowed to buy the whole seed the whole seed yeah that's illegal it has to be crushed it has to be crushed yeah. or or, or, or dehulled yes. or yeah, pissed yeah. into oil it has to be processed in a way that it's no yeah. longer viable yeah um, so that's because it's him. <laughs> yeah, because it's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's funny. Eh? You'd, you'd actually almost laugh if it wasn't real. It's I like, know. It, it could be a cartoon story. It just, it's it's dastardly hemp. He's got some hemp. Yeah, you know? I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so look, the, the the reason why I'm so excited about this 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 plant um, is first of all, um, cannabis is not just a plant it's the plant that's a bold statement it is a bold statement it's the people's plant it's the queen of plants yeah and this is this is how i think i can prove that statement so um many plants so first of all we're in a symbiotic relationship with plants yeah you know, we couldn't live on this planet without them. No, no, Even I know. just their shade here in Golden Bay at the moment, we, we, we need. Yeah, that's right. Um, One of my favourite sayings is that we don't live in the environment, we are the environment. Exactly, we are nature. Yeah, You we cannot are be anything other than you, your environment, and if we've got drinkable rivers, we'll all I be know. flourishing. I know, it's the human ego that makes us feel like we're just one step aside. We're just marching through this thing. Yeah. You know, we're, we're yeah. apart from it. We could leave at any time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, which is it's just funny when you think about yeah. it yeah no we're certainly nature we're going to be we'd be food we'll be food for worms yeah yeah um, yeah i know so so it's the queen of plants we're in a symbiotic relationship with plants we breathe in what they breathe out we utilize we eat them we build with them we yep. wear them mm -hmm. everything okay so there are many plants that do one thing carrots are a vegetable yeah apples are a fruit Almonds are a nut. You can press them and get an oil, I guess. Yeah. Right? Um, what are we other plants here? Um, they're all one thing in a nutshell, right? But there's one plant that does everything. Cannabis is the only plant that can feed you, clothe you, house you, and heal you. Yeah. It's a food. It's a fiber. It's a medicine. It's a fuel, right? It can do everything that oil does and it's a food and it's a medicine and it doesn't wreck the planet it and heals it's good for the, the planet soil. 
and it and it repairs the soil and it breathes in oxygen it breathes in carbon dioxide and it breathes out oxygen at four times the rate of trees per acre yeah right like i mean and and so like so literally this plant is does everything that we could possibly want it to now in addition the hemp seed is the most nutritionally complete food on the planet for human beings yeah it has fat and protein so, and fiber yeah and i could yeah and the, and the fat is all the essential fatty acids and the omega-3s and 6s is in the perfect ratio and the protein is the most digestible protein you can put in your body and the shell has got lots of fiber and magnesium which is a very important nutrient for us yeah and so basically and then then on top of all this cannabis also has cannabinoids yeah and we have an endocannabinoid system it was only discovered 40 years ago. They don't teach it in med school at all. And this plant has more cannabinoids than any other plant yeah. on the planet by, I don't know, 100, a lot. It's yeah. got over 140 cannabinoids and over 250 terpenes. So it's like literally made for humans. Yeah, yeah. I, I just had a great idea. You should mix it in with your cookies. <laughs> Someone said to me, I know why you're getting into hemp. He said to sell more cookies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was quite a funny line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Well, so, yeah. You're in I, Golden Bay now. You're in the countryside exactly, now. Yeah. yeah, anything can happen. <laughs> I think we should just have a little quick break for a song and, and have yeah. a sip of water and stuff and, and get to the next thing. So um, we'll be back in a minute, folks. The show is Fresh FM, Friday Focus, and we're kind of sponsored by Solly's Golden Bay Dolomite. This is the feelies with the good earth.
Okay, here we are. We're back again. That was Laurie Anderson after um, the Feelies with the Good Earth, and here we are with Michael Mayo and me. Yeah, conversation Mark. matters because conversations become matter. Yeah. 
Did you get that? Say that again, please. Let's get your we logo. Need to, we need to have conversations that matter because conversations become matter. Yeah. What we speak about, we bring about. Our, our words literally create our world. And, and the, way I, the way I know that is that if we recorded every word that Mark said for the next week yeah. and we recorded every word that I said for the next week, he'd be saying all sorts of words related to what he's doing with his life at the moment. And I'd be saying all the words that are related to what to my life at the moment, and so we're literally our words are a match of our reality. So just like we become our environment, we become our words too. I better so, cut down on the nonsense I talk <laughs> around my own. Then. Me too. I mean, yeah. be very careful what you say after the words "I am." Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't say I'm a loser or I'm always losing things or I'm missing this or I'm anything negative. Yeah, yeah. You're literally keeping on. You're your perpetuating reality, that reality. Yeah. So just start saying static joy, love, peace, enlightenment. Yeah, yeah. Free I've and got to do that. Happy. Yeah, at least once a day I go, Manson, you idiot. There you go. Okay, so from now on, you're going to change that to Manson, you winner. No, you you wonder. You make up a word. You wonder bar. Yeah. Just, you know. Manson, you do better next time. Yeah. Yeah. You will do better next Imagine time. Imagine you rock. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you, when you, when you, I, this is another little tweak that I did. You know, like let's say you, you, you've, you've been at a restaurant or a cafe and you're walking back to the car and you go, oh, shit, I've, lost, I've left my phone there. Yeah. You don't go, oh, God, I've forgotten my phone. Well, that is true, but you've also remembered it. Yeah. You didn't get back all the way to the car and drive yeah, home. Right. So instead of like, saying, well I forgot done. my phone, oh, great, I, I remember, remember that before yeah, I got home and got right. Yeah, yeah. We it, just literally need to change our Exactly. It, it is, it's similar to the cup half full, half it, empty thing. Exactly. Which I actually like to just be thankful that I've got a cup. Exactly. exactly. And, and something to put in it. It's like, a lot wow, of people I'm, don't even have that. I know. I know. How lucky are we to have a cup? It's that. Yeah, You've and got some a cup, water. You can hold it. Yeah, yeah. And the water. It doesn't matter if it's half full or full, it's got something in it. That's Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Totally agree. I know. I like to um, make my own reality as well. And it, it's something that I learned a few years ago um, from a band yeah. called the KLF. I don't know if you've ever, ever heard, heard of, of the KLF. KLF. No. They were huge at the start of the 90s, and I'd never heard oh, of them either. Oh. And then I, I delved into their lore, and, uh, it, which is a fascinating thing. Hang on, their thing. lore, their L-O-R-E. Yes, their right. L-O, the lore of the KLF. Which, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I'm using that word because my daughter uses that word a lot. It's, it, yeah. it, it, it's yeah. a good word. It I just started word. using it recently too, Have you yeah. see? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, exactly. Gr- see, this is the our language is changing as we're mm-hmm. changing. Yeah, yeah. It's a great word. Anyway, that... Of the many amazing things that that happened around the KLF, um, one of the things that I learned from it was that nothing is impossible because all you have to do is start doing it and you're actually doing the impossible. It's like the, the, the end goal at the start People may say that's impossible, but if you start to progress towards it, you're doing it. You're actually doing the impossible and that's lo and it. behold, you're at the doing end, the impossible. you'll find that maybe what you expected didn't happen but something happens exactly. and it's it's what you intended yeah. you, know, you you lead yourself to there yeah. and since i read that i i've changed my life actually quite a lot and yeah. i've got to where i am now which is an awesome spot yeah. doing what i love to do on a day-to-day basis yeah um i'm not sure if it'll ever it will continue to the end of time because things change and things change without you know, that, that's yeah. got nothing to do with me and, and you know, yeah. who knows what will happen. But today, yeah, I'm living the most awesome life that 
I've created for myself by having yeah. that intent and starting to do it. Yeah, totally. I hear you. And a, a guy that became a mentor to me, a 80, he's an 83-year-old, 80, I called him an inventor mentor to me. And one of the things he said was that, you know, you've, you've, got, to, you've, got, you've got to have ideas, but you've got to put your body into it. Until you actually put your body into it and start doing it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, to, if you want to create, make something happen that's supposedly impossible, have the impossible, have the intention, and then put your body into it and start doing start something doing about it. it. Yes. You can't just think about it and talk about it. No, you have to do it. You have to, to follow it. thought, talk, put your body into yeah. it. And in also, if I want it to happen, I have to make it happen. I'd, yeah. Exactly. It, it, it's easy to hope someone else does it, but it doesn't happen. Yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, I'm in a, I'm feeling like I'm in a really good space in my life too because I've just I've just come through a very transformative period because four years ago my mother died after 16 years with Alzheimer's and my father nursed her through that period and then she died and then a year three years ago my father died. Well, yeah. And then two years ago my last two children left home. So now I'm and then, and then last year. On the 6th of January, I dropped my 18-year-old off at Outward Bound, and I spent all year last year in a camper van. I called the camper van a land yacht, and my, and my wife called it a camper, yep. just to put me in my place. But basically, <laughs> it was a seven-metre long camper van, just yep. perfect for me and my dog. Your dog, Pete. And, and my dog, Pete, who yep. I've got in the studio with me here now. And he's a poodle. Pete's lovely. He's lovely, yeah. And he, he, he and I started watching sunrises on the 6th of January last year, and we've watched every sunrise since. Oh, awesome. So I, I did a bit of a tally up, because I started watching sunrises before last year. For about three years, two or three years, I was watching one or three a week. So I reckon I've done about 500 sunrises now, yeah. and it's, been, it's changed my life. Oh, it's wow. Been yeah, it's awesome. Especially, I love the sunrise. I love getting up early. Yeah. I, I wake up every morning five-ish and yeah. up that's it. Know, 5.30 maybe yeah. every day. And if you're, and up, if you're up at that time, by nine o'clock you're tired. Right? I know, it's, it's, amazing. Amazing. it's like half the day's gone by then. And I don't, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. it's funny. No, I mean, basically I think that getting in, getting in sync with the, with the natural cycles is really powerful. You know? yeah. and, and one of the benefits of watching the sunrise, or you don't even actually have to watch the sunrise, but just being outside in bare feet when the sun is rising yeah that it's very that powerful very powerful it sets your circadian clock precisely yep. you make serotonin which keeps you happy all day mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of benefits yeah apart from the fact that it might be and often is the most beautiful thing that's going to happen today i know dawns are amazing aren't they exactly. i just love them yeah you know and it's 45 minutes before the sunrise yeah that's when the i call that the symphony the light symphony is like 10 minutes of yeah. beautiful orange. Yeah. Not only that, you're alive. It proves you're alive if you're out there at that time. Yep. And it's a whole new day. Who knows what's going to happen today, but you yep. woke up and you're alive. And yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Awesome. So. so what else are you doing uh, with him? What, what else Have am I doing with him? and things well, going I, on? What's yeah, I've got all sorts of things really going on. I, I've got this basically, I well, so first of all, just... The bottom line is that 80 years ago, um, hemp and medicinal marijuana or medicinal cannabis, with or without THC, and recreational cannabis, which is called marijuana, um, were all made illegal yep. 80 years ago. And, and so 
Hemp is supposedly legal now, but it's not because you have to have a license to grow it. That costs you $500 a year. Um, and then you have to get the crop tested and there's a whole lot of costs associated with yeah, that. And timing issues. And timing issues. And then if the crop happens to test hot, which means that maybe you had a wind event that caused yeah, the THC to spike, yeah. you have to burn the whole crop. Yeah. Right? So it's not it's so 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 can, first of can all, you it, not process it out of into something else? No. No, the whole crop must be destroyed. And that's just ridiculous. So so when it comes to this plant it, it's not legal, but the only yeah. thing that's legal to sell as a food is the hemp seed if you make it unviable. So press it into an oil or, or, or shell yeah. it or roll it. Um, nothing else is legal. Yeah. You're not allowed to sell the leaves and the flower of the hemp plant, and they make an amazing tea. Oh, yeah. Why, yeah. why, why, why drink tea from, from, from China? From China? Yeah. Right, India, yeah. or India, well, when we can, they need us to buy it ourselves. You know, too. so 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 right, <laughs> and we now, like it exactly. Yeah. So right now, you can't sell that product. Yeah. So as a grower, you know, you can only make money on the seed. The yeah, other thing yeah. you can't sell is the root. Now, the root of the hemp plant has yeah. actually got some really good medicinal. Why can't you sell the root? What's the <laughs> why can't you sell the leaves and the flower? Yeah. Why can't you sell? You know, yeah. it's basically they've made this. Do they even know it has a root? Maybe that was the thing when they made the rule they didn't even no, realise it, it had a root. No, specifically says these are the only things that are legal. Yeah, wow. And so you're not allowed to take the root. For example, the root is amazing, and it's in. You can put it into healing balms, which yep. is one a thing that I brought into the studio. Um, so you can use it in topicals, but it's also an amazing fibre, which can be added into food. Oh yeah. And we all yep. need more f- fibre in our food. Yeah. Um, and there are some very good properties. In how how would you consume that? Would you grind it up into yep. a little, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think the root is more suited for topicals. Okay, yeah. Um, well, is that what? What's the properties of the root? I, you know, I, that's the the only part of the plant that I don't actually know the full properties of the root. Yeah. Um, I haven't done a dive into that. Um, how do you get the stuff tested? That's a problem because it's still illegal and stuff. Are there do labs work with you to get? I haven't how, had any experience with that either, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know what's involved in that. Yeah. Um, what, so, what's its consistency like, too, I wonder, like yeah. across crops or from year to year, how, right. how that will, will vary for things that yeah. you're making? Yeah, so, um, so I don't, so yeah, so back to the hemp plant. So, so really, in order for hemp to come back, and 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 take its position as the queen of plants, because for five thousand years before hemp was made illegal, it was the world's number one economic crop plant. It was the first plant that humans domesticated. It was growing for ropes for all yeah. of the ships yeah. that sailed the seas uh-huh. for years. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds. And, and, and Australia was actually years, yeah. set up as a penal colony to grow hemp for the war yeah. effort. So they don't talk about that part of the story. Oh, no, so it really is the people's plant, isn't it? It really is the people's plant, you know. Yeah. It literally is. And, of course, here in New Zealand, we never really needed hemp because we had flax. Flax, yeah. So, you know, that was our equivalent yep. going back. So yeah, New yeah. Zealanders, have ne- we've never really made yeah. the most of hemp. Mm-hmm. And we're the best farmers in the world. Yeah. And we've got some of the the Canterbury Plains. Well, there'll be great are, soils for growing it. I mean, we all know that it grows around Golden Bay, for yeah, instance. So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, yeah no. It, Imagine it, it, doing it on paddock size sort of yeah. thing. And I, yeah, I tell you what, there's nothing like being in, the, in, a, in a paddock of hemp that's six foot tall. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> it's like this is the plant that everybody's you know yeah, vilified, yeah. and here you are, and a here whole you paddock are, of surrounded it. by them. Yeah, yeah. It's like Funny. A, it's hey, magical. We've got like eight minutes left of yes. this show, okay. so there was another thing I wanted to ask you about. You've had some plans about an eco village type yes. thing. What, what's that all about and, and okay. is that social housing is it for Golden Bay is it somewhere yeah. else what, what's going on there thank you yeah good well this is a concept it's a, it's a the, the, the thing's called a neighbourhood and what a neighbourhood is a regenerative eco village and the word neighbourhood was, was shared with me about seven years ago it's been part of this journey that I've been on and the concept behind the neighbourhood is, um, is a group of people uh, living together in harmony with the land yeah. that they live on. And and what does that mean? It means they're growing enough food to feed themselves and in abundance, yeah. in fact. You know, we need two years' worth of firewood and two years' worth of food, yeah, yeah. ideally, you yeah. know, to have real security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the, the fundamental idea is a, a group of people, a village, because it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. So it takes a regenerative village to raise an ecstatic child. So what is a regenerative village? So a regenerative village is, is, you know, I'm suggesting that it's something like 144 or 150 people. And there's some, there's some rationale behind that yeah. number. Does that include children? Yes, yeah. yeah, it includes children. So, I mean, if you did imagine, so, yeah, so basically it's people of all ages, right, all ages. That's the point. It's biodiversity yeah. plus. And so... Um, and so in this, in this village that we're growing enough food to feed ourselves, um, we're, we're, we're all here to raise the children because it takes a village to raise a child, and the elders in the village are babysitting yeah. the children yeah. so that the mothers can go and do some other, get, get as much time as they need because it's very difficult in this current situation with the mother and father and two kids and a in oh, a house. Both parents at work. And, all you know, day. both parents yeah. at work. If you haven't got any 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 parental support, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a challenging. Oh, yeah. It is really challenging. Really I, I'm challenging. fortunate to have both my parents and my That's, wife's mum real yeah. nearby. You know, within a, a yeah. And I was very fortunate with my children. I've got five children, three children with my first wife, and my second partner has two children with her first husband. Yeah. Um, and we were just very fortunate that we had my uh, my my wife's mother. And father, yeah, were just totally there for us, no matter yeah, yeah. what. It was awesome. just so good to be able to have a date night on a Wednesday night, yeah. and yeah, so yeah. we were fortunate. But for a lot of people, it's so I challenging. Know. I remember meeting a couple in um, Fiji, and they said they hadn't had a night away from their kids for nine years. Yeah, which I thought was crazy. I mean, they could, like, surely they could have organised one night away yeah. some, with a friend or something. But um, but no, they well. I don't know their situation and I can't judge, but yeah, that's right. what they said. And that's actually the reality for it some people. It is the reality, yeah. yeah. So, so in this village of 144 people, the idea is that, that everyone gives their gifts. So um, the gardeners are gardening. Yeah. The cooks are cooking. Yeah. The mechanics are looking after our cars. Yeah. Now we've got 144 people. We don't need 144 cars. Yeah. Right? We only need... 10 cars yeah. if we're in Golden Bay yeah, but yeah. we need 30 camper vans because yeah, yeah, no. everybody's got to get off the village for a month a year yeah, yeah. go oh, yeah, we yeah. need you to leave yeah, yeah. And, yeah, give everyone what, a break give yeah. everybody a break yourselves included yeah, yeah, yeah. yourselves included exactly yeah. so um, so look I'll just um, so 
Um, so what else can I say about this village? It's basically it's an it's an evolutionary process that yep. it's going through at the moment. And the, at the core of the village are a few things. The first core is it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. The second core is the purpose of life. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. This idea that we give, what do we, what do we love doing? That we, you know, I just would do this. Like there's yeah. lots of people gardening. I would garden. I don't want to be. I would garden all day if I yeah. could. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, you, we want you growing the food. Yeah. And the person that just wants to be a creative cook, a chef, and has great delight in creating beautiful food, yeah. they do the cooking. The mechanics look after the cars. The elders look after the kids and share the wisdom. Yeah. You know, the the everyone's basically giving their gift. The healer are healing, giving massages, the entertainers are playing music and entertaining us. Yep. Um, the mentors, I would like to be a mentor to the entrepreneurs yep. because the village of 144 people, we have a business and Tui community, viable, doesn't it? And Tui community are a great example, Mark, yeah. of, of a, of a villa, regenerative village. That's basically a regenerative eco-village. Yep. And, and they've got a business that they operate as a group, and this our, the idea is that this would have a business, yep. and the first neighbourhood, the business would be around hemp, I believe, yeah, yeah, and that's what we're leaning into. And the first product could be hemp ice cream, yeah, yeah. believe it or not. And I guess this is the idea that can extrapolate across the country, neighbourhoods, that's it, neighbourhoods there. Because yeah. what we're doing with the neighbourhood essentially is we're creating the software. So at the heart of the neighbourhood is children giving your gifts. And the other piece of the puzzle is the living manifesto. And this is a living document that has the purpose, the disputes resolution, the jury, every single bit of information is all there in this document called the living yeah. manifesto. And the 144 people, um, we vote every month using a decentralised autonomous organisational system that allows everybody to vote on everything every yeah. month. Yeah, yeah. So we're actually... This living manifesto is growing and changing based on the community. Yeah. So look, it's a, it's a big elephant a big to get concept. your head around. It's a big concept to, to fit in the last few minutes of the I show. Know, isn't yeah. it? We've got like one minute left. So right. yeah, yeah. So look, yeah, we're, we're leaning into this idea, yeah. and it's been something I've been talking about for seven years, and I'm now living in a prototype yep. of a neighbourhood. Um, and in fact, could I just read this to finish? Yes, yeah, sure. We've got time for that. The blurb. Yeah, so this is basically... You may have time. I'll, we'll see. Keep going. Okay, cut me off. It's no good. Neighbourhood Central Tarkika. Welcome invitees to join our delicious hemp-based hyper-local feast. Grown here and prepared here. At Neighbourhood Central, we love having conversations that matter because conversations become matter. What we speak about, we bring about. And when conversations include high-vibration food, magic happens. We are a prototype and working model of a regenerative community. Our vision is to transform a dairy farm into a regenerative eco-village of 144 people living as one cell, as an autonomous collective. The fundamental idea of our neighbourhood is based on the proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. 
visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.